welcome to Sellersburg United Methodist Church podcast, where we bring our mission to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world to you, wherever you are. Lent is this time where we reflect, and silence is a great way to reflect. All sorts of things can be awakened in your heart and mind if you just sit in silence, especially after reading scripture or in prayer. We are learning to live inside out. I know that may produce quite the image, huh? We are destined for the cross. That's where we're headed for Lent. And we are going to watch the death of our sin and ourself as we honor the crucifixion of our Lord. We are following our Savior to the cross. Amen? We begin this journey by choosing our fast, but not one that is just an inward or outward sign of appeasement, not one that, well, it it works, right? I'll fast this and I can tell people about it, but that's about as far as it goes. We might remain unchanged inwardly if that's all the further we take it. It's not a fast where we just focus on inward commitment while not allowing it to change the way we respond outwardly and the way we live either. So it's an inward dedication, but also we trust and we honor the way it works itself outward into the way we interact in our world, the way we live, the way we serve. There's a lot of hurt right in our own backyards. Amen. We want to learn to live in a new way. We began the season with Isaiah 58, and this was what the prophet said, God speaks, is not this the fast that I choose to loose the bonds of injustice, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked to cover them and not to hide yourself from your own people? Taking this journey toward the cross, living inside out, it's not easy. It may seem simple at times, but rarely is it going to be easy. In fact, it's often difficult. And so we continue to fall, as we talked about last week, while we also follow the one who empowers us and invites us not to fall. And so the story of Abraham or of Abram and Sarai in Genesis 12. They are called to leave their country, their home, and their family to go to Canaan. You may know that part of the story. God says, I'm going to make a great people out of you too. Go from your country, says God. If you've ever read this story, you might notice something strange. If you go to chapter 11, we read that Abram's father, uh, Terah, had left Ur with the intention of going to Canaan. Abram's father set out and brought Abram and, and Abram's nephew and family, brought them with him. And then they stopped in Haran and settled there. And there's where they remained until Terah died. Abram and Sarah didn't start that journey themselves. They were with family. But then they stopped and they sat. They squatted and made a home in a new land. But then Terah died in Haran. And it's then that God calls Abram and Sarai to continue the journey to Canaan, leaving everything behind. There's no indication that God told Terah to go to Canaan. Why Terah chose that as the place to go, we don't know. That's not given to us. Maybe God spoke to Terah and we just don't know that. Or maybe there was just another plan, but God had a plan that supersedes ours oftentimes. Go from your country and your family. And the amazing thing is Abram and Sarai did just that. 
the faith of Abraham? Did they have an inclination to go anyway? When, when Terah died, did Abram think, you know, he always wanted to go to Canaan. Maybe, maybe now we can continue. Or maybe, maybe he didn't think of that and God brought it back up. Remember, you have a place to go and I have something to achieve through you. We don't know. It's strange, isn't it? They left all that was familiar behind them, all they knew and all that was comfortable, and they set out on a mystery with nothing but each other and their faith. Because that's what we do, right? We love doing that as people. We just like setting out into something mysterious, not having a plan, not knowing what we're going to do when we get there, not even sure where we're going. We love to live like that. Amen? No way. No way. We all prefer things to stay the same. Or if we want change, it's our change. We like being where we are, and we might be feeling a little bit like Abram and Sarai in the midst of pastoral transition. Because it's not just my family that's being told to go, is it? We're all being uprooted from what's familiar, what's comfortable. Do we trust? We'll get there, right? We'll get there, hopefully. These moments of call have had blessing before for you and for me. So at least there's that. But are we ready for what is next? And on that note, let's look at John 3. Nicodemus. Nicodemus. Another Abram and Sarai of sorts. He is a teacher, a great one, given that he sits on the highest council there is, and thinking through his journey up to this point, we would know that he's dedicated his life to studying the Torah, if not other writings. And he's done so well, and he's taught with such strength. And he has a gift and a talent that now he sits on the high council, the Sanhedrin even. It's quite an honor. He set out on a path to grow and to learn and to discover what it is God is doing with God's people. But at some point, we know he settled down and sat with what was comfortable and what was familiar. And he stopped growing. There was an, an urge there to keep growing because when Jesus comes onto the scene, and the only thing we know about Jesus in chapter 3 of John is that at the end of chapter 2, he went into the temple and cleared out all of the people selling doves to the poor and money changing to the poor. And he cleared it out and said, this is a temple. This is not a place to exploit the poor. Go. But then all these people started to believe in Jesus, signs of which were not written down here for us. But people were believing, and it's on the tales of that story that Nicodemus comes to Jesus. So he knew something. And he says, you must be a great teacher. We see the signs with you. Only someone who has God with them could be doing the things you are doing. He's responding from what's familiar, from what's comfortable. But before he can offer any other thought, before he can even ask a question, Jesus drops a huge weight of truth into his lap. He says, very truly I tell you, and anytime you see that in scripture, you should tune your ears. Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born again from above. In essence, you think you see what is happening, Nicodemus, but you cannot truly see what is happening unless you completely change the way that you see. In other words, 
Leave behind all that is comfortable and familiar and let me show you what God is doing new in this world. He's asking him to step out, just like Abram and Sarai. Leave what's comfortable, familiar behind and trust me. You have no idea where this might take you. The Holy Spirit, this is another truth weight dropped into his lap. Don't be astonished that I've said this to you. You must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses. The same word in Greek for wind is spirit. The wind blows where it chooses. You hear it, but you don't know where it comes. You don't know where it goes. It's the same with the spirit, Nicodemus. You don't know where it's coming from. You don't know where it's going. In essence, you have no idea where the spirit might actually take you, Nick. But you must trust. You must trust in it to be part of what God is doing. You of all people should know this, Nicodemus. You're the great teacher. You should know. So continue the journey. And then he lifts up the sins of Israel needing redeemed. Not only that, but the, the sins of all people. The kingdom is going to come and heal. It's going to save the world as was always intended. I'd love to know how many days Nicodemus sat awake, unable to go to sleep at night, thinking of all that Jesus had to say to him. I know how I would be. It would be a week. Couldn't stop thinking about it. But we don't hear what Nicodemus does or thinks until much later in the story. He barely comes onto the scene. We don't know if he ever actually trusted or followed Jesus. We know that he helped bury Jesus. He's on the cusp multiple times of going yet we're left to finish the story ourselves. So here we are today in this Lenten season. Here we are on our own journey of faith. Have we become a settled people? Have we become people who hold tightly to what is familiar and comfortable, where we resist the movement of the Spirit, the mystery of where we might be taken? Are we still fumbling in the darkness like Nicodemus? He came to Jesus in the dark. Are we longing to stay put? Are we? I'll take that as a, yeah, we are. Or maybe we just desire to stay in the comfortable and familiar, and that means that when things are changing, we leave and we go find the comfortable and familiar elsewhere so that we can be there. We resist going in that way. Nicodemus walked away from Jesus. He went, but not the right kind of going at all, did he? Are you feeling the call to go? Maybe literally like Abram and Sarai, maybe figuratively like Nicodemus. And if you are feeling a calling, if God's been moving your heart and you wanna talk about it, let's talk after service. I have some familiarity with being called to go in different ways. Learning to live inside out. Being a disciple of Jesus Christ, this is our calling, it means we have to hold all things Loosely, all the things in our life that fit here in our hands that we sometimes we like to hold and God says, let go. We like to do this, right? We'll turn over, but we're holding on and God's like, just trust me. Everything that needs to be there will remain and things that don't need to be there won't. Commitment to Christ in our hearts looks like this not only in the way we are, but in the way we live. Because maybe you're being called to go somewhere to some people that don't make you comfortable, to do things that are hard. 
Embracing the Spirit means we go where she leads us. Amen? Does the Holy Spirit have anything left to show you? Or have you arrived? Are you willing to be renewed in the way that you see, in the way that you are, the way that you live? God knows. But we can have this truth. The Spirit leads us every step of the way. If we but trust in he who sends the Spirit to us, when we leave behind what is familiar and comfortable and we go the way of Christ. So let us remember that our destination in our lives is the kingdom. Let us remember the destination of our fasting is the cross. Let us remember the destination of our being is a life blown about by the Spirit. And let us remember that it is our calling to live inside out. Amen? Amen. We thank you for worshiping with us. And it is our hope that through the Holy Spirit, you have felt the touch of God upon your life. If you would like to know more about our church and its ministries, please visit our website at sellersburgumc.com.